0: Today's episode is brought to you by Canvas. Do you know how long it takes you to measure and model an as built? Probably more time than you'd like. Canvas replaces hours of manual measuring with a few minutes of scanning with your iPhone or iPad. And Canvas eliminates the hours, if not days, of taking your measurements and turning them into a 3D as built or 2D floor plan, all for pennies per square foot. You can try Canvas for free and download it at www.canvas.io and make sure to use promo code BF. That's www.canvas.io and promo code BF23. All right, now back to the show. Hey, I'm Spencer Powell, and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey, and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned. For a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer to peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry. Life changing business strategies and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. So there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Todd Schulte of Schulte Design Build. And Schulte Design Build is an award winning design build residential remodeling contractor based out of Seattle, Washington. They have been providing the highest quality residential renovation and construction services to the Seattle area for over 18 years. Todd is the founder and owner, and he brings more than 32 years of experience to every project. Todd and his crew of professional craftspeople take pride in creating spaces that turn their clients' vision into reality. Now for my conversation with Todd Schulte. Hey, Todd, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be here. Appreciate the invitation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll give everyone a little bit of context. Who are you? What's the company and where are you guys located?
1: So Todd Schulte, I am the founder of Schulte Design Build. We are in Seattle, Washington, and I started the company back in 2001. So that'll be what, 22 years this year? Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I guess I didn't realize before we hit record, but yeah, I got a lot of family out in Seattle and that was kind of where my journey started getting into this industry as well but yeah tell me a little bit about how everything got going back in in 01
1: so I was uh, the Cla I the classic carpenter turn contractor without a clue of how to run a business I had a neighbor we bought we bought our, our home and we spent about six months fixing it up before we moved into it because it was pretty bad shape when we bought it and all the neighbors, you know, I got to go know all the neighbors. They were super impressed with what we did with the home. And one of those neighbors, a couple of doors down, had, was getting ready to do a big remodel, bump out renovation, and she would wanted to hire us or hire me, but she wanted me to be licensed, bonded, insured, because so I was just doing this kind of on the side mm-hmm. at that time. And I just happened to be laid off from another job I was doing outside the industry at the time. Because of 9/11 happened and they laid off 30% of the company. so I was like, hey, I'm not doing anything. So I went and got bonded licensed insured and in the state of Washington anybody can do it pretty much if you have you know some kind of collateral for your bond kind of scary really that anybody can yeah. be a contractor in this state but that's how I got started was me and a helper and you know I did everything you know I was in the field bags on and then you know figuring out how to run a company at night.
0: It's so interesting just, you know, hearing a bunch of these, but like you get laid off and then there's a neighbor and then it sets you on this 20-year journey. You know, it's like, it's yeah, so exactly. funny to think about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had you know, no capital, no business plan. I just was winging it from project to project. Learned a lot of lessons along the way for sure yeah. and, paid, and paid more than I would have in tuition in college to, to get a college degree to probably do the same thing. Totally. <laughs> well, tell me
0: about the the first year or two. Like what was that like, you know, learning to the work but also the the business side?
1: The first couple years, I mean, I would say so that was 2001. I mean, you know, I didn't really start thinking about my my company as a business probably until the recession. and that impacted us quite a bit. The only reason why we lived through the recession was my wife was employed at a had a good job at the time. And that got us through. I mean, I, I joke we would walk your dog for carpenters' wages. We did, kind of did everything we could yeah. to keep going. And you know, I had a variety of one to five carpenters, and just doing jobs, trying to figure it out. You know, bidding and you know, creating a stable of trades. You know, people that we liked. I always did quality work and dealt with clients. And you know, like I said, when the recession happened, it forced me to start you know, exploring other ways to get support or to drum up business. So I became a, a member of the Master Builders Association. I started looking into other organizations like, I'm sure you're familiar with Remodeler's Advantage. So as we're coming out of the recession 2012, I decided to join RA and got in a peer group. And that's kind of when the economy changed and turned the corner and the faucets turned back on, so to speak. And being part of a peer group, I just learned, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And, you know, I got in in that group and it was very illuminating. And I learned a whole lot. It was like drinking from the fire hose. But really, the biggest thing that it did was change my mindset from uh, me being a contractor to I was a business owner. And I just happened to own a business that does renovations, right? So that was the biggest turning point i would say for our company went from a two-person company me out in the field now there's 12 of us i actually have a team and you know we're out doing what i started out to do which was provide a great product and a great service so we had raving fans that loved their spaces when we were done and you know we've won awards and all that stuff which is great but yeah that's kind of our what i started at and kind of where i'm at yeah Um, in terms of business I just kind of figured it out as I went. I talked to other people who were more successful that were willing to talk to me. You know, I just started asking and nobody said no, which is amazing, right?
0: Yeah, it's a pretty open, open industry for sure.
1: Well, yeah. And especially here in Seattle, I will say our market, I mean, I have a, a list of 20 minimum other business owners that do what we do that I could call on at any time for help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's just so much demand there. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. and you know,
1: we we talk everything from hey, how, can someone help me with an Excel spreadsheet to you know, hey, do you know anybody that's a good project potential project manager that is available, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm curious. Like you said, when you kind of zoomed out, 2012, you're like join the association, join RA. You know, you said you recognize like, oh, I'm a business owner, like I happen to do remodeling, but you kind of started to view it that way. I'm curious, what were some of the big changes you started to make once you kind of made that realization?
1: I started looking at my company as it's a tool that's gonna provide me with the lifestyle that I want. And what, you know, what do I need to do with this tool to make that happen? Right. So that was probably a big thing. I had a pretty good sense of. You know, when we, when we started getting, doing that, you know, having people review your, my financials, they were actually not in bad shape. I just wasn't m- making enough money. I wasn't charging enough because, you know, I was a 20 percenter, right. Yep. Mark it up 20% and not, not, not margin markup. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know the difference between the two. It took me about a year to, to wrap my head around that, just that alone. So you know, and it was just gradual because you know it was all in my head about what what I could charge and what people were willing to pay. One of the biggest takeaways from that first meeting was my facilitator asked me a question. He he basically said, you know, well, why can't you charge what you should be charging, what you're worth, right? And I said, well, you know, I know what it costs. I couldn't. How could anybody possibly afford to pay for that, right? He said, well, it's not your job. Why is it your job to? decide what people can and can't afford. That's up to them. (laughs) Just providing them with what you know it's going to cost for you to stay in business and do their project the way you do it to provide them that information. And it's up to them to decide whether or not they want to buy. Right? Yeah. That was a huge one is to go from a 20% or, you know, and then of course the kind of the standard gold rule is a 40% margin, Mm -hmm. which is a 67% markup, which is a lot different than 20%. So that was a bit of a journey to get, from twenty percent to what we now charge today, to what we you know know we need to charge to in business.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it's not always, but it's very often. People mentioned the one of the first like unlocks was really understanding the numbers, and then it yeah. kind of that opens up a lot of different doorways from there.
1: <laughs> yeah. and so now you know with a twelve-person company, my job really at this point is I, I'm well, I'm still in sales. I do all this the sales for the company, which is not uncommon. And then I'm basically, I'm coaching and mentoring everybody that's below me so that they can do that for everyone below them, right? So it's the weekly meetings, you know, how are you doing? Are you getting, you know, are you meeting your goals? Why? Yes or no? How can I help you do your job better or to be successful? Hey guys,
0: I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems and I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that. If you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm curious, you went from being laid off, kind of starting it on the side, figuring things out, but like what do you think surprised you the most about business ownership or
1: entrepreneurship? It surprised me the most that I would say just being around other entrepreneurs that everyone's figuring it out as they go. I have this story in my head about, you know, other companies and, you know, they must be doing well and being successful. They got it all figured out. They got it all dialed in. And the reality is they're all different stages are always dealing with something, mm-hmm. Right. It's not this magic thing that happens. You know, it's like kind of seeing behind the curtain, right, of what really goes on. So that was probably the biggest thing. And that really just made it kind of demystified being a a business owner, right? Yeah. And it's a lot of work, no doubt. And the other thing is, I tell young business owners that ask for advice, the biggest thing is, think of it as a tool that's going to provide you the life you want. And also you have to be willing to lose everything to be able to handle the stress and the the stuff that can come up. Right. Because it's a big responsibility. You're taking a lot of risk doing this. That was one thing I didn't think about when I started my business, about what risk you actually take on a daily basis. And to be able to sleep at night when the rain, you know, when it's raining in Seattle and you got a roof off like that's huge. That's why we don't do second-story additions
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You you learn some things the hard way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, well, you you mentioned you give that advice to you know younger business owners. Are there some like tips or things that you do to deal with the stress or kind of process or, or handle it?
1: You know, the biggest thing is I have a team now that ma- that deals up with all the day-to-day stuff. I don't want them going home and worrying about it either. I think it's just really reminding myself and my team that you know, at the end of the day this is just remodeling. It's not, you know, we we're responsible for people's homes, but we're not responsible for like, you know, heart surgery. Yeah. Or taking care of cancer or whatever, right? So at the end of the day it's still just remodeling and and the most important thing is our health and our sanity for both us and our clients. And it's just a constant reminder of that. I guess there's no magic trick other than that and, you know, just taking taking time and taking care of yourself and just, you know, just that, that, that reminder.
0: Thinking about your, your journey so far, what do you think has been one of the most rewarding parts of building a business?
1: Oh man, seeing the development of our team, right. Going from where they start when they show up to where they are currently or where they go on to be. That's super rewarding. As an example, we have one of our carpenters. He started here with very little carpentry experience. He came from. He was driving d- delivery, driving stuff. He was hmm. a delivery driver. Um, he had some skills, but now, I mean, he's been with us five years, and he's a lead carpenter now. Amazing! Yeah. He's one of our best lead carpenters. Super cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's and, amazing. And, and, and he just a skill set, but then you know we have other folks where you know you just see them grow as a as a uh, as you know just as a person, right? just interpersonally was just great too. You know, we're, we're always asking how can we help them achieve their goals that they may have outside of work. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so interesting because, you know, as business owners, we often can see the amount of growth and we're pushing for growth and we transform ourselves often over, you know, months and years. And, but yeah, when you start to multiply that out over your team and think about that everyone has that growth potential, then yeah, that's super cool. when it when you start to see it unfold.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I would say that, yeah, by far that's been for me, especially the last two years, the most rewarding coming out of what we went through and just, you know, what, how it affected people and just to help my team, you know, just grow and, and be better, the best humans they want to be.
0: Well, in construction, there's always like crazy projects or wacky client stories or whatever, (laughs) you name it, you know, something goes wrong. You got anything good for us that you can share? Obviously, leave out personal details if you need to. And
1: (laughs) Oh, well, so we, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I didn't sell a design agreement for five months from March to, to September when the floodgates opened up. And I will say you know, it's just been the craziest time ever. You know, who would ever have thought a global pandemic would have created more work than we could ever get done with the fewest amount of resources available? I mean yeah. and it's a good problem to have, but it was it's definitely been a crazy ride. I definitely wouldn't want to go through it again. It's definitely better than not having enough work, but at the same time, you know, we took projects that we shouldn't have because we didn't know what was going to happen back then. You know, and in, in our process being design build, you know, things take a while to get into production. So we have had two projects that we're still in the throes of completing that we should have never taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because they weren't a good fit with clients. And, you know, in hindsight, looking back at one of those projects in particular, you know, it probably would have cost us less to have our team sit around for two months and do nothing At back then than what it cost us to go through this project that just we should have never taken for a number of reasons, right? Not the right client, more complex projects that we know historically we don't do as well at, right? By the financial side and just, it's just you know, it's just not, has not been worth it for all the hassle and headache and stress and dealing with crazy clients. From that, we actually had a, I fired a client for the first time about two months ago that was in design and they had all the red flags and, you know, it was the best money that we never got, you know, <laughs> yeah, nice people. They had the budget and we are just like, you know, I just don't think this is a good fit based off of X, Y, or Z. Here's your plans. Sorry, it didn't work out, but, you know, I'm sure you'll find someone else. Great.
0: Yeah, I know it's a, opportunity cost is such an interesting thing to think about because yeah, oftentimes like you said in the moment how would you have known that it was just going to go bananas
1: for 18 months, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, right. And you know, in hindsight. So now I have a I have a couple more folks on the team that that work in the pre pre-con side of things, design pre-construction. So they're starting to work, you know, they they start working with the clients on the early very early on, so they they're another Way for me to get feedback, like they, if they see red flags that I may be blind to because I want the job or I, you know, I think we need the money, whatever. The Salesperson owner, then they're giving me the feedback because you know, this particular job, they're like, well, yeah, all the red flags were there. What are you talking about? Because you know, we as we talk about it as a team, I'm like, oh, I didn't see the red flags. They're like, what are you talking about? They were right there. You just ignored them.
0: No, that's great. Yeah, I love the getting different perspective. It just immediately can shift it like, uh, okay, yeah, I was thinking about the numbers a little bit too much.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, so, you know, we just the whole team gets involved as early as possible. So we can try to identify, you know, potential risks, right with clients. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I'm curious, tell us a little bit more about what the company looks like today. And where are you guys trying to go over the next few years?
1: Yeah, so right now, today, we, like I, said, like I said earlier, we're a 12 person company that includes myself. We have a small design team. You know, we got a pre construction person who helps get jobs ready. And then we've got two project managers. Currently, we've got five carpenters and a director of production. And then we've got admin accounting and then myself. So, This year, we, I think we've got about 16 projects on the books. That's been the equivalent of about four plus million dollars in revenue, produced revenue, not sales revenue. That's produced revenue, which we, so far this first quarter, we're on track to do that, which is great. Our pipeline is full. We're, We're booked out into construction into the end of this year, next year. So that's what I'm selling for is starting design because our cycle is a bit long, as I'm sure you know with design build. It's anywhere from three to six plus months. So that kind of cycle is going to start pushing us into next year, which is great. We are certainly still seeing a healthy market here in Seattle in terms of leads. Um, I know in other areas it's slowed down, so we're very fortunate. You know, in terms of growth, I just would like, I'm 54 I've been doing this for 23 years. So I'm starting to think about what my exit strategy is. I'm I'm going to start working on that because I would like to have a plan for when I'm 60, which is not very far off. So it's just a matter of figuring out, you know, we're going to grow the company and try to sell it, just close it down. So there's the things that I'm starting to think about, but just short term, we'd like to kind of stay the size we are. Maybe a, a few more carpenters, maybe one more PM. Maybe a couple more designers to get to about five to seven million in revenue, produce revenue, with not very many more team members because managing twelve is is quite a bit already.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, that's that's really and again, I'm starting to think about my exit strategy at this point in my my you know career. So yeah, see if I get there, but that's my goal. Yeah, yeah. And you
0: may not have traveled down that mental path too much yet. But do you think are you hoping to transfer that to existing team or you're just open to all different options or
1: yeah, so that's the next step is to figure out. I do have one team member who has expressed interest in the future to potentially do by the company. I've thought about, you know, employee owned type of thing. If everyone, if anyone's interested, just because I think that's a cool idea. But, you know, that may not be the right path. I don't have any family members as of yet who are interested. And there no one's really, none of my family has worked in the company. So, so yeah, it's it's still too, kind of a TBD. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's cool. Well, it's fun to be thinking about that. And certainly there's lots of different ways to, to get it done. So,
1: <laughs> and got, yeah, and I've got two businesses here in Seattle that have done it successfully that I can meet. Great. Them, so, yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Well, Todd, there's other remodelers out there listening. If you could leave them with, you know, final words of wisdom or one piece of advice, what do you want to leave
1: everyone with? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So much. I guess it would go back to, you know, reminding these owners of that. This is just a tool to get, to provide them the life that they want, right? It, It doesn't define who they are as a, as a human, as a person. Don't get, don't let it engulf you and just remember that and that's all it is at the end of the day
0: great advice yeah my dad said something similar to that effect but he was a business owner for a long time in a couple of different ones and just not tying it too much to your identity yeah i I like the way you phrased it but i think that's well said (laughs) yeah absolutely cool now i appreciate it and todd thanks for sharing your story
1: with us absolutely it was a pleasure to, to chat thank you
0: Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month, we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.